Welcome back to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. Every week we dive into juicy topics for women navigating the business arena, leadership, and their personal self-development. We reframe business and life with a more feminine lens to help women find more fulfillment, freedom, and success. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and as always, I'm joined by my beautiful co-host, Laura Schuch-Guzman. Today, we thought we would dive into a topic that Laura and I were both kind of exploring and feeling into. You know, it's easy to talk about the days that we feel on top of our game, the days that we feel like we're ambitious and excited and invested in our businesses. But what do we do on those off days, the days when we wake up and we feel anxious or we just feel off or exhausted or, you know, just depleted. Like, how do we get through the day? What are some strategies and resources that we need to have in order to, you know, move in those more challenging days or more challenging weeks or more challenging months because we all have them? How do we navigate that more effectively? Mm. What do you think, Laura? Yes. And I'm glad that you made that um like the mention of it's not just a day, sometimes it's weeks and months and years, you know, it's like there's (laughs) these moments. Um, And, you know, I was just reflecting on before we um, jumped on, right, we're talking about, it's just so interesting, because I realized that, for the most part, I thrive in leadership positions, when I'm running with all the responsibility, when I'm on, when I'm able to pursue my ambitions, you know, that's actually a natural state for me to be a place that feels good most of the time. And yet it doesn't always feel good. And on those days, like today was one of them where I just wanted to crawl back under the covers, you know, the alarm went off and I was like, are you kidding me? Really? Like why day? Like why do you have to come so soon? And, and just realizing though, that I was already committed, you know, to a full day of seeing clients and getting things done and having meetings. And and I wasn't sick, like enough to be like, I have to call in sick. It was just one of those mornings where I thought, I'd like to have no responsibilities today. This would be one of those where I could be, you know, where no one would miss me, like where, I, where you want to sneak out. You know? <laughs> it's like no one even knows that you've snuck away. And so, yeah. I think that that it's an interesting conversation to have, like what happens. And I don't think I'm alone here. Probably a lot of our listeners find that a lot of the times they can run in these really high level of energy and responsibilities. We're entrepreneurs. We can do it. But yeah, what happens when you have those days, weeks, months, years where it's <laughs> it different? <can> be. <laughs> yeah, right? I know. It's so interesting. I mean – You know, I, my little one was sick last night and so I didn't get a very good night's sleep. And so I definitely woke up this morning feeling more exhausted, more tired, more depleted. Um, and, and that makes me more vulnerable, right? There's a feeling of vulnerability when I'm not at the top of my game or when I'm not at my full capacity. Um, and when I'm feeling a little physically off cause I'm exhausted and that's such a different feeling because I think sometimes then it comes in like, oh, can I be a good support to my clients or can I, um, can I do my job? Can I do the things that need to get done? And, and I feel like, you know, when we're at those places, we really have to make some decisions about how do we respond? Like there are things sometimes that we can't cancel or that we can't get out of. 
And we do have to move through them to the best of our ability. But also at what point can we make a decision to not get things done, right? Like, you know, it's so interesting because I, I was telling a client the other day that I, I had this dream and this is really weird. Like it's just a couple of days ago. I had this dream that even in my dream, I was saying to myself, I can choose at any moment to be in my feminine. I can choose at any moment to say no to these things, to slow things down, to postpone things, to, you know, not complete things. Like at any moment, that's my choice. And so it's really interesting because where is the choice when we're running a business? And what does that look like? Or when we're a parent or when we're navigating all these obligations and conditions that we've set our life in, you know, where is the choice and how much of it feels like it's ours? It's all ours, but how much of it feels like it's ours, right? It's a really interesting contemplation. Ah, that is so true. And I I love the the fact that you brought up the vulnerability part is possibly what makes it challenging that state of being is a vulnerable one and and it probably is for me that like vulnerability that I feel makes me want to kind of crawl back into bed because that question is if I'm feeling this level of vulnerability and I'm not quite on my game then I have that doubt of and so how am I going to do what I've got on my plate how am I going to get these things done and being um an achiever, you know, one that um, in a recovering perfectionist, as Brene Brown calls it, I love that. I have to really sit with that vulnerability and and make that choice to say, well, I could just embrace the fact that I'm a little raw, I'm a little emotional, I'm a little vulnerable, I'm physically feeling okay, but emotionally I'm feeling raw. And so what, how can I shift my choice is, you know, um, not maybe for me, it wasn't to change all my, my, appointments, but it was like to shift the expectation of myself. Maybe I could show up differently. It would be okay to not expect as much from myself, um, you know, or to like run at a little bit lower speed, you know, and still be okay with that, you know? So the choice can be, you know, that you're still doing the day, but maybe you do it with more compassion. You do it with like just slowing down a little bit. I know that I did have the thought of, to resource me a little bit, I was like, but I do get to climb back in to my pajamas and this bed tonight. It's not like (laughs) weeks on out, like it will happen again. I will be back (laughs) and I will be in those pajama bottoms before the door shuts behind me. Most likely I'll just be like (gasps) getting cozy, right? Maybe sooner rather than later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, look, I think it is really interesting. I I love what you said in terms of just the willingness to show up as we are, the willingness to show up with less of our over-delivering, you know, less of our over-capacity. I mean, I think so often we're trying to show up and, and perform, right? We're trying to be the best we can be, the very most amazing that we can be, um, yet in truth, and this is what I found with most of my clients, most of the women that I've worked with in the world, you know, the 50% showing up is actually more than the majority of people show up, right? That 50% presence is more than most people are present. And so you know, sometimes we're so hard on ourselves to be 100% when really just being present with someone at 50% is more than they get on a daily basis from anyone else. And so, you know, I mean, I think 
some of this is about what we perceive as women as is being our 100%, which in my experience is actually more like 150%, right? Like hardly is anyone just in this place of like, it's okay to just be at 100%. No, no, no. I'm going to over deliver. I'm going to bend over backwards. I'm going to like do everything I can. I'm going to show up and be amazing. And sometimes that's at like our standard is 150% instead of like just being okay to even be 100%, right? Or even be 50% or even be 25%, whatever we have capacity for. I think it's still so valuable, right? I mean, I know just being present, which doesn't take a lot of energy, you know, that right there is so powerful for the people that we work with. When sometimes, you know, we think we have to like have all the right answers and like our brain needs to be functioning at 150% and we need to be able to think of all the things when sometimes just being there is actually more than enough. Yeah. I think that's a really important kind of reset, reframe of of what that really means to show up. And that for many of us, we're sort of over-functioning, over-showing up, you know, doing all yeah. those things and being more realistic with ourselves in that moment of, you know, tuning in. I think the nice thing, you and I both have spent many years um, practicing the art of self-awareness and tuning in. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that I do notice when I'm trying to get out of bed oh, this is a different day. This is a little bit of a slower day. This is my energy's not um, full tilt. My enthusiasm is not 100%, you know, and just being able to notice that. And, you know, and this morning I actually did sleep a little bit longer than I, you know, I was like, you know what? I can hit snooze button and that's okay. Like I really, I just gave myself that permission. It's like, I'm going to just sleep a little bit longer because I can. I actually thought through my morning routine. It's like, I can do this. And, you know, just knowing that there's little things that you can possibly shift um, where you're still showing up, but not as much as you usually do. I think another thing that is really important for me is to share it with people around me. So you and I have that where we're able to like, how are you? We don't just you know, push through and say, I'm fine. I'm great. You know, how are you? Let's record this podcast. Let's go. You know, I mean, being able to say, I'm feeling a little tired. I'm feeling a little bit off. I'm feeling a little, you know, that feels really good to me to share so that I'm not just holding it all in. I'm telling my business partners or I'm telling people that I'm collaborating with. Um, you know, I've even like, it's as a therapist, I won't burden my clients, um, by disclosing, yeah, let me tell you about how tired I am. But what I will tell them, honestly, when I'm a little under the weather or something's off, because otherwise they start to think it's them. They think there's something going on. And it feels really good to be honest. Be like, yeah, I'm actually recovering from a cold. And so if my energy is a little bit down today, then, you know, or I've just, um, yeah, I had a sick child up all night. So if I seem a little bit right. And if we're honest with each other and we tell each other what's going on, it's actually a lot easier to be with one another in that truth. Yes, especially, you know, if we're working with other women or moms, like, you know, the things that we're navigating are often really the same. And, you know, and, and that's the whole thing I would love to see shifted in the marketplace, in the business world, in all these arenas of power, right, political as well, all of them, is that that shifting to being more willing to be vulnerable, right? And that vulnerability is so interesting. I mean, vulnerability in and of itself is so interesting, right? You know, I talk about vulnerability. I work with vulnerability. I think I'm a fairly vulnerable person. But when I really hit a level of vulnerability, 
that is um, out of the ordinary for me or a little bit more intense than I'm used to or, you know, it's it feels so vulnerable, right? It feels so like exposing. You want to run away from it. No matter how skilled you are at navigating the internal world, like it's just that feeling of vulnerability that you just want to hide, that you just want to not be exposed. You just want to like try to keep it from people. You want to like, it's so interesting when that happens. And as I explore it with myself, I'm always like, but what happens if I'm vulnerable? Like really? Like really what happens? You know, like, okay, maybe, maybe I could be fooled, right? Like this is like one of the, some of those ways we're worried about being um, manipulated or being fooled or being taken advantage of, like, and so then sometimes we don't want to be vulnerable for those reasons. Uh, Maybe someone will make fun of us. Maybe they'll judge us. We kind of all have different um, aspects that we're particularly afraid of. But if you keep thinking through that, it's kind of like, well, what would really happen? Would it be the end of the world or would I just be a bit uncomfortable for a bit, right? And it's such an interesting exploration because to me, that's a lot of sometimes what it comes down to, right? We're, we're scared to be vulnerable. And in as business owners, we've been taught that we have to have a front, that we have to like be strong, we have to be bold, and we have to be like at the top of our game, and we have to be amazing, and we have to be professional. And like you could go on with like five million other adjectives, but like there's all these things that we are expected to be. And I think what if we just stop all those expectations and just be show up as whoever we are, right? Yes. Yeah. And it's so interesting that exploration of vulnerability because you do, you know, for many of us kind of get to this place where like, oh, I've I've explored those things. So I'm okay being vulnerable. But vulnerability is never one of those things. It's not like the end goal is that all of a sudden vulnerability feels awesome. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's actually always going to feel uncomfortable. Right? It's that that's the nature of, of being yeah. vulnerable as humans. But the more you kind of um, a- approach it with um, more curiosity and compassion and that curious question is like, well, what really is going to happen? You know, I might be exposed. I might feel like somebody's going to see right through me or, you know, judge me or, but the reality is that it's just going to be some discomfort for a little bit. And you're still left in the end with yourself. And normally, and this is what's beautiful about vulnerability, normally it brings you closer to people, you know, it's like that fear that it's going to separate us from everyone and we're going to look like the fool. It's like, it's the opposite. When you open up and you're vulnerable, then that person has permission too. And they're like, oh, me too. Like this is such a hard day or such a hard season for me. I'm struggling with all this different stuff. And so we give ourselves permission. We do it with that curiosity and compassion. And then typically it's bringing us closer, you know, to people. And to be really honest, if it doesn't, like if I'm around someone who cannot be with my vulnerability, that's also important information because I don't want to do business with that person or I don't want to deepen a friendship with someone who is not okay with those deeper aspects of myself, right? So Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, it's the same thing I tell people. Like if, if a client doesn't understand who you are as yourself, it's a bad fit. 
like plain and simple. If a colleague doesn't understand who you are, it's not a good fit. And, you know, you may not always have the option to untangle yourself from that colleague or from that person in your environment, but you can be more aware of how that person responds, of who that person is, and take care of yourself more. So it's still not guarding yourself, right? Not having the armor on, but you can be more conscious of what you share, what you expose yourself to. But I think, you know, that the first line of sort of awareness here is just allowing ourselves to have permission to be where we are because I think that's so much of the stress that I have, you know, and already I can feel some of it lifting just by talking about it, right? Like I can, I wake up in the morning and I think, how am I going to get through the day feeling like this? How am I going to show up for everybody feeling like this? Like, you know, what do I do? And it's like, if I just showed up without the worry, if I just showed up with the honesty, if I just showed up and just could, you know, was as present as I could be, I think I would feel less pressure, less exhaustion, less anxiety. Um, but there's that, you know, that's the the sort of crux, right, is that we are feel like we're supposed to be at a certain place instead of just always functioning and being who we are. And that's what I'd like to see more in the world. I mean, you know, so much of what I teach my clients is that, you know, that ability to be able to just operate your business as you are, to design your business to work with who you are. Um, but that also is vulnerable because, you know, so many of us are afraid to be who we are or to show up as we are because what if someone doesn't love us unconditionally? What if someone doesn't like us? And, you know, that's such an interesting thing for most of our childhoods. We weren't accepted unconditionally and we're scared to show some of our, of our more vulnerable parts are some of the parts that were dismissed as an early child. But I don't know, I think it's so freeing and we're able to function in such a different capacity when we do show up as who we are. Everyone else be damned, to be honest. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And you brought up an important point about like that designing our life. I mean, as entrepreneurs, I think a lot of us do – take on the responsibility of our own businesses because we see a certain way in which we want to be in the world, in which way we want to work, and we want to bring forth our services or products. And what's interesting, though, is that we can get caught, you know, just in that old pattern and like replicating and, you know, and so you can wake up and you can be like, oh, I'm feeling this way. And then expect of yourself, like, how you used to have to perform when maybe you were working at someone else's company or under something where you felt like you didn't have a choice. And so I think it's good that you brought that up because it's important to remember if you are waking up that way and it feels, you know, like you're just super stuck and you don't have any choices, then rethinking that for a little bit to be like, wait a minute, I have become my own boss because what can I take off my plate? And and kind of, you kind of almost have to push through that illusion that there's no option and there's no choice. You know, if you're coming from that has been the way you've operated and like embracing, I think that's something that as an entrepreneur, I try to be celebrating more often on these days where I'm like, it's so good to be ultimately the only one that's responsible though for those choices and that like if I decide not to get this done it's not impacting my boss who's going to decide whether or not they're going to promote me or not it's like me it's me deciding that this is how 
I want to run my business and I'm going to communicate to my clients about why this project is going to be delayed and I'm going to take the consequences of that, you know, but I think we forget, we forget that we have designed it and we can get stuck in the old design and we have to use some, a little bit of yeah. checking in on that. Well, and honestly, I find very few people have really designed their business according to who they are and what they want. Like, it's so interesting. I mean, a lot of clients come in, of course, they left their job or they started a business to have that. But when we get in there and start to explore, so few of them have a business that really actually aligns with them or is what they want or, you know, and so somewhere along the way, something breaks down and we start to think, oh, no, we have to. And maybe that's to get more money. So that's where a lot of it starts for people. They start to take on clients, any clients, every client, you know, just to get the money or because they think they have to. It's like you just, if someone comes to you, you take them on. Like that's what you do. That's how you run a business. And we've forgotten that actually we always have a choice to say no. We always have a choice to say, hey, this doesn't feel like a good fit or hey, we don't seem to work together. Our personalities don't work together, you know, and like that, like I've let clients go from just a personality standpoint because our personalities don't work together and I'm not going to best serve them, you know, and they can't, you know, really receive what I have to offer because there's a personality conflict. So, you know, like sometimes we just stop to recognize that we are fully in power, And we can choose anything we want, Um, but it feels so scary, obviously, because we feel like we're going to lose something or we're going to lose money or we're going to fail. And yeah, it's just such an interesting place to explore because if you aren't living in a way that is designed for you, then you're going to feel, you know, anxiety, more pressure, more exhaustion. I mean, it's one thing to have, you know, an exhaustion kind of day or a week, you know, like something happens and physically you're off or your kid gets sick or, you know, you've got a lot of stress from something. But when it's repetitive, when it's often, then you really have to look at what's misaligned, what's not working, where have you let go of control of your business and you've made it to suit someone else rather than yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that we've kind of taken this direction with the conversation because yeah, we're all going to have those days and that's what we're trying to normalize where you're just tired and you kind of, and you have to shift your energy and show up differently and be okay with that and have compassion. And, um, and yet if there is a chronic experience of continually to show up in that way, then it's a question of, what's really happening in my life and the way that I've set up my business that might need some reflection. And of course, I'm also, you know, aware of, you know, you also have to consider, is there some anxiety? Is there some depression? And be really compassionate and make sure you get support for yourself. Don't hold yourself to some high standard when you've also got some sort of mental health challenge that's out of balance because you also need to address that when when something is chronic that's a sign to be like hmm i wonder if there's something deeper here emotionally that's out of balance but then you when you realize actually i feel like it's a product you know i feel like i am happy in so many other ways but i keep showing up or keep creating my business and the expectations of myself or my daily schedule or all these things you know in a way that's not supportive and and then realizing you have that ability to rework it. Like you can change those structures. And and that's a mindset because we get ingrained in thinking that 
there are certain structures. There's certain, you know, oh, that's just how people do it. That's how things are done, you know? And if you are stepping into entrepreneurship, enjoy the fact that you get to step into what do I want to create? Like that's a part of the, the good stuff that comes with doing your own thing is doing it on your own terms. That's right. How do I want to step out of the box? How do I want to show up? What do I want to create that's different? Um, And I think that is both the joy and especially for those of us who have always sort of been out of the box or the black sheep of the family. (laughs) Like, that's me. Um, You know, so already everyone's written me off as not normal. But, you know, for the – I think for a lot of people, there's that vulnerability as well because if we step out of the box, if we create something different, we're going to have a lot of judgment from people, right? The people in our sphere, the people in our um, circle, the people in our family, gosh, especially, I hear this a lot from uh, clients whose parents had a business, you know, that their dad is always all over them for how different they're running their business and how they should be running it and what should they be doing. And so then they have to sort of tackle all of these things, these old perceptions and these old ways of being and these old ways of doing. And so, yeah, it, in, and honestly, to think outside the box, to create and design something that's more aligned with who you are, guess what? You are going to be different and you will stand out, you know, and some people won't like you because you're not struggling the way they are or you're not, yeah. you know, doing it like they're doing it or their hard yards that they have to go through. But you have to let go of all of that because, I mean, I think this is the point of running a business. This is what people strive for and they they long for is that freedom to choose, that freedom to design something that's more aligned with who they are. Yes, yes. And that's one of my markers, right? Have I designed a business that allows me to crawl back into my bed if I so yeah. desire? <laughs> yeah. At least within 10 hours, right? Or five hours or like at least, you know, and I think that's a really good point actually, Laura, because I feel like so many people are not building space into their businesses, right? They're not build. They're they're sort of have this expectation of the way they design their businesses is if they're on at a hundred percent all the time. So they squeeze every single thing into their hours. And I watch people do this when I'm first working with them because I have them work on their schedule and their timeline. And when I look at their schedule, how many hours they need to work with clients, how many hours they're working on sales, I'm like, you're working fifty hours a week. Like that's what you've blocked in. Where's the space? What happens if you're sick? What like there is no space created. And then it's like we have this expectation. So I think that everybody should design their business for 50% capacity, 50%. So, you know, what do you think is your 100% capacity in terms of hours and time and energy? Okay, now have that. Design a business from there. Cut it in half. That's such a good tool because, yeah, we are overdoing. And it's one thing I have yeah. said, you know, it's it's challenging to have young children who have like short schedules, you know, where you're always doing that yeah. like two o'clock pickup and like now I'm, I'm to the 3.30, which is a lot easier. But I will <laughs> say that that is kind of a built-in work-life balance. And I have a, I've appreciated that in the past when I've realized that in a way, you know, the fact that I have to stop work at that time can be frustrating when I want to put all these things on my plate. But then it has forced me to be like to work shorter hours, you know, to not do 10 hour days. Um, I'm doing 10 hours, obviously doing childcare and all that. But like that really heads down in my business. I have to like shift gears and going and picking my kid up and going to the park and or going into the grocery store and like having conversations with him and enjoying his company like that is healthy, you know? It's a healthy way 
to be to allow our energy to shift. And when we are just like packing that schedule full, we are not allowing for a diversity of experiences. And, you know, we're just plugging away at getting the things done. And yeah, and that's not a good way to take care of ourselves. Yes. I mean, and I kind of like, you, you know, given exactly that, I think if we look at our schedules and we say, okay, I have 10, you know, especially if you have kids or you have young kids or you're navigating another job or whatever it is, you might be like, okay, I have 10 hours as my max capacity for my business. Okay. Now have that. Okay. Five hours a week. So what are the priorities that you need to work on in those five hours, right? It's just a reframe, but somehow it can be really powerful, you know, because we, when we stop to think, okay, oh, I only do have five hours. So what would I do if I only had five hours, right? Sales is key. Delivery, key, right? Those are the two most important things. Nothing else, not your marketing, not your Instagram stories, not all this other stuff that people spend their time on. It literally is how do I convert sales the quickest and how do I deliver my best work, right? Those are the two things, especially if you're a service business, product businesses are a bit different. But I think, you know, we're, yeah, we're just way over scheduling ourselves. We're over expecting, you know, of ourselves, you know, somehow we're supposed to be superhuman and, you know, superwomen and, you know, all of that's been very indoctrinated into us, you know, that we should be able to carry all the balls. We should be able to handle everything and juggle it all. And, you know, I think we've got to shift and change how we operate so that on days where we are more vulnerable or we are more tired or something happens, we have, you know, maybe we have to put our head down and do a few things to accomplish those few meetings we have or those few commitments. But also, if we create enough space, we're able to push some things off, we're able to delay, we're able to go back to bed in the afternoon. You know, we're able to do things that allow us to have that self-care so that we can move through whatever we're feeling and be more at our capacity more quickly, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm so glad we're having this conversation because it's, you know, just, again, so many of these conversations around time and permission and vulnerability, it doesn't matter how often, how long you and I've been skill building around this. It's we need reminders because we're in a world that's full of schedules and expectations and over-functioning that we're witnessing and, and we can get really caught up in doing that. And I love your reminder about like what's essential because I can get so caught up in all the fluff and it's seductive and especially all the social media stuff that you just feel like I have to be doing this. And then you realize like, actually I can do some very specific things to put myself out there and possibly generate a sell or a conversion that doesn't require all of that, you know, hoopla. Like it's just I can just be like, I'm exhausted today, so I'm going to do that one thing because I have that one person that was ready to sign up and I never sent them my scheduling link. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, uh, that's what I'm doing today. Like, <laughs> I think I we should really have um, another sort of podcast around sales, right? Because I can talk about this all day and we're about to wrap up. But I, I mean, honestly – Content and social media is never, ever the fastest path to sales. Not 
ever. So, okay. so like that's just like a it. side note. <laughs> and we should really talk about it because, you know, it's the most simple things is what business – every business owner. Like, you know, I've, I work with established businesses too and they come in and so often they're not doing the most basic things for sales, like following up with previous clients who, who will need more work from them. You know, like some of the basic things that we're not doing. And I think, you know, if we shifted and changed and did the things that are way more easy – then we would be, you know, much more apt to success. Yeah. So, I like that. I yeah. like that. So, yeah. So I think this was a great conversation. Thank you for being vulnerable with me, Laura. Yes. <laughs> I showed up real today. Yes. And I am still thinking about those climbing in my pajamas very soon when I get yeah. home later. Me too. I'm thinking very soon as well. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us and we will see you next week. Building a service business isn't always easy, even if you absolutely love what you do. Sometimes you need someone in your corner with the right mix of wisdom, encouragement, and structure to help you reach the next level. If you love what you've heard on today's show and want to learn more about coaching with me one-on-one, come over to sonyastatman.com or send me an email at sonya at sonyastatman.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Women in the Business Arena. We'd love to welcome you into our community. Come join the Women in the Business Arena Facebook group. You can find the link in the show notes. And if you want to learn more about me and my work, you can find me at sonyastatman.com. See you next week.